Welcome to Wide Eye, a personal publishing podcast. Publishing is subjective, and we've heard it all before, so let's own it. My name is Quinton Lee, debut author, published poet, fiction editor, and anthology curator. I won't be the one to tell you what to do, but I can definitely tell you all about my experiences and why I make certain choices when it comes to publishing a book. Yep. It's me again guys, and yes, I'm playing Minecraft again today, so please excuse if my keys and my mouse pick up on the microphone. It will help me think about my thoughts and put them together. I accidentally forgot that I was supposed to record an episode today. Oh, yesterday maybe. I actually, a bit of a personal update, I recently started a new job, which is really cool. Uh, it's at this arts or media education organization or not-for-profit um, providing resources for teachers and students in my state um, the Aussie kind of states and yeah it's really cool I get to do event management I get to do secretarial work I've always wanted to be a secretary actually bit of a dream of mine when I was in primary school in the school council I wanted to be the secretary and then I didn't get it and when the other person got it, I was like, oh, they're, they're pretty good at it. So I was like, you know what, that's fine. And now I get to realize that by having this new role, I get to take minutes and be really good at it because I love typing, which is a good thing as a writer. And yeah, events management, so that'll be really fun because I do want to do events. Events, programs, projects, that's one of my favorite, some of my favorite things to do. And uh, there's one more thing. It was like, mem I think like membership services, which is really easy admin work. It's just like checking data entry stuff, sending emails. It's like, it has a process and it's good. Uh, I think it'll be great. I really like the role so far. It's my second week this week and it's been a good time. I feel like I am trusted and I know what, know what I'm doing, even though I still need to learn some more of the context around the organization and the people. That's a good update from me. And I've been, that's why I've, I've been a bit busy and yeah. But once I get more into it, I'll be able to smooth out my routine and I do intend to continue this podcast. I do intend to continue my writing projects and apologies. So yeah. Okay. Actual topic of today's episode. It's building on to the more personal updates sort of thing. Today, I want to talk less about an exchange of information and more about an experience or I guess relatability as a writer or author. I think it'll be a bit difficult for me to try and describe it. I will end up describing it when I make the title of this podcast episode. I guess you can describe it as uncertainty or lack of confidence or I'd say like a type of imposter syndrome in a way when it comes to writing, even when you've published a book, which I feel like a lot of people may relate to and may want to hear some discussion about or feel a sense of solidarity around it and context is important if you don't know me and this is your first time watching my name is Quinton Lee I published a book earlier this year 2023 in April called tell me how it ends and it's a YA fantasy novel about a tarot reader who goes on an adventure with a a chaotic ball of thievery and adventure that and they they go off and <laughs> try to rescue a witch that was imprisoned in the castle and Marin, who was this thief, meets Iris, who is the tarot reader's talent 
in order to complete the mission. And I really enjoyed writing it. It was the first novel I ever completed. I'm really proud of it and uh, it has seen it's some success. Yeah, sorry, some success. And that's been really great. And I guess this one is about this episode is concerning being a published author and having seen, you know, good support and success. Yet a thing that writers suffer from quite often is that sense of imposter syndrome or can I do it again? Or what if they don't like it? Or, you know, all these other questions in mind. It's going to be a very casual me talking to you about it in a way. And, you know, we can we can have a chat about it too, like have a discussion. I recently finished drafting another book, another novel, which I'm really happy about. It's the second novel I've ever completed the draft of, or like writing. I say draft hesitantly because I edited it already in recent weeks. So it's kind of a draft. It's like in that stage between a draft and being polished. It's a, I guess I can call it a manuscript. I recently finished manuscript and it's in a completely different genre in a different age group. It's a new adult dark academia novel. It's a thriller, mystery, tragedy sort of thing. And yeah, like it's very different from what I wrote already, which is a fantasy novel with a different writing style and different characters. I like to think that my writing can be voicey in a way where it appeals to different character voices. Iris will sound different to the main character of my dark academia novel, who is Via. And I've actually been sitting on my edited manuscript for a little bit, for a little while. And I, I guess I felt a little stuck in a way. I, I didn't, I don't know how to describe it. Kind of stuck for words here. Like I, I'm letting it sit in my Dropbox right now and I haven't publicized it very much. I've kind of slipped it in, but didn't want to bring too much attention to it right now. Half because of what I'm talking about today and half because the Vows Anthology is coming out soon. And so I don't want to muddle up people's expectations or um, what they should be concentrating on because you, uh, people can easily be overloaded with information and then be a bit confused and unsure. So I want to make sure it's as easy as possible to understand what's happening in the Quinton Lee publishing world, which is the Vows Anthology at the moment. But on the other side of things, it's a new avenue in a way, despite having published a book and despite having an anthology coming out that I curated, it's, it feels like I'm starting again in, in a sense. I don't know if it'd be different if I was writing the same genre. Like if I wrote the second book of Tell Me How It Ends or the series name is Chaos in the Cards, maybe it would feel different because I have people who have read the first book and may be expecting the second one. Whereas in this sense, I'm writing a book in a different genre and age group, and I acknowledge that there's going to there is going to be overlap between audiences because I found that a lot of people who did read my book are actually people who normally read other things that are like aged up in content or darker in content in a way. So that's quite interesting, I believe. Yet there's always this feeling inside where it's like, what if people don't like it? What if you know my debut was a one-off? What if you know, I could have done something different, or maybe, like, I don't know, maybe they don't like the characters, maybe I'm trying to say it's one thing and it's not really, 
Because Dark Academia is a genre I am incredibly passionate about. I really love the idea of it and the writing and I read books in that genre and I love movies in that genre. And I feel like I really want to keep writing it and I continue to indulge in that. And for me, I write, I still write high, like, no, I don't, I don't like calling it high fantasy because it's not, I try to make it ex accessible. So I want to make accessible fantasy that still is like magical in a way. And I like doing that because it was the first genre I really got into. And it's also, you know, prime escapism, escapism genre to be writing in. It's why a lot of people like the genre. You can explore different things and different details, make your own worlds. As such is the same as, uh, as many other genres, but fantasy is kind of that peak example of it. And, <clears throat> I don't know, like, I guess there's a lot of thoughts running through around this topic of feeling an imposter syndrome even when you're a published author, which maybe that will be the title of this podcast episode, so you guys will be able to see in the future. Whereas past Quinn over here, aka present Quinn, talking right now, will not know, but we shall see. Um, but yeah, it's kind of strange, and I feel like it can continue to be, continue to be discussed because you know, imposter syndrome is a very common thing for a lot of writers, but the distinction here is, even when you're published, why do we still feel it? Is it right to still feel it? Is it a bad thing? Am I a bad writer? Or, like, a lot of questions. Because I can very easily tell another person that I am there to support them, and it's true. I write, I write, or I don't write it, I speak this podcast. I write books, I write resources, I share my knowledge because I want other people to not feel imposter syndrome. I don't want them to feel like they don't belong because one of the big reasons why we feel like we don't belong is one, because of lack of information, so we want more information to be able to clear any gaps in knowledge, but also we need people around us who can enable a sense of community and solidarity to show that we're in this together and it can be a bit of an overused term that we're in this together, but um, I think as well it's a true thing that people feel and I guess that's also a reason why I am talking about this today is because I would like to reach people who feel a similar way and maybe show I feel it too and you listen to this podcast and I you know give all this info but I still feel that sense of if I can accomplish or if, if it will be worth it or if people will like my writing and just because you get published doesn't mean you will necessarily, you know, not have imposter syndrome anymore. And I think this is especially, like, this is prevalent in both traditional and independent publishing, but I think especially in independent publishing, because for a lot of people, it can come really easily to manage an independently published book. Or at that, they put in the effort and motivation to learn about it and commit to it and execute it. But it's not really the same as having a team that chose you in a way because the thing in traditional publishing is that an agent chooses you and an editor chooses you and a publisher chooses you and it, it is very easy to still feel imposter syndrome when you are in traditional publishing but there are some ways and some people that can help support that feeling aka an agent who's really passionate about representing you that's why they're so selective because they want to feel that fire and feel that enthusiasm for you 
and they should be there when you feel these ways and want to talk to them about it and say, you know, what can we do to help alleviate these feelings? Who can I talk to? Not as in professional health, but more as like maybe an agent has other clients who have had similar discussions and so you guys can connect. And there we go. It's the, it's the two points of having more knowledge about it and having more community around it. And in independent publishing, it can be a, a bit nerve wracking to have to express this. Um, I don't talk about this very often with anyone. And now I'm doing the exact opposite by telling everyone by, <laughs> by way of podcast episode. Um, but yeah, like I can feel very confident and knowledgeable in a lot of things in publishing. I, I already have a bit of an understanding of how I want to market my Dark Academia book, what visual aspects I want to include, the vibes I want to give off, the kind of brand I want to establish. Um, at the same time, those expectations can be really difficult to match or meet in a way. Or it can be hard to project yourself into the future, or impossible to project yourself into the future to understand if your message will come across. I want to meet the right people who will enjoy my book, because I know there's an audience out there, but the fear is, as well, in my situation is, will they accept me to be someone, a creator in that audience? Will they think that I'm being gimmicky? Will they think that I'm hopping on a trend? Will they think I'm copying someone? I think that's more of a personal thing as well, but maybe it's a shared an idea. For me, I've had a long time, I wouldn't say suffering. Suffering is a bit of an intense word. Like a long time challenge around the idea of trying to, like people thinking I'm trying to gain something by copying someone else. It's kind of been that way since I was younger. And since I started as a creative person, started you know, wanting to make my own way in that world and not in that world, in this world by making my own worlds. And there have been people who have accused me of, um, they say that they noticed that I started being more like someone to gain the favor of other people, which it can be really helpful. So I hope that isn't the case nowadays, but obviously when we have wounds as a child, then it kind of still appears until you heal it or until you work on healing it with consistent change and healing. <laughs> I keep using that word, but like consistent. It can't just be a one-off situation that makes it go away. Because I am surrounded a lot more by people now who do share my audience and my writing style, at least in my private sense. Publicly, I'm, I'm still quite young adult fantasy author but I I am moving into like angels and like that kind of mythological um not occult exactly like my dark academia work is occult fantasy but my brand right now it can be here or there like obviously my first book was about tarot reader and then my the anthology I'm curating is about angels so you can kind of put two and two together and see that I have quite an interest in occult and witchcraft fantasy. Um, and in that way, like, the anthology helps in the transition. That was just a great byproduct of it. Like, I've always loved angels. And if you've read my editor letter in the arc, or if you're one of the contributors and you've seen the edit letter. Sorry, editor letter, because edit letters are different. I write about my connection to angels and how they mean a lot to me. And I suppose in a way that the devout anthology is a good transition from 
what I've already written to here's an interest of mine and then that would naturally lead into by the way I wrote this cool novel that well, I think it's cool uh, this novel that's Dark Academia and has very similar themes and kind of builds a bridge between two of like not two of the audience, audiences but two of the different points that I want to show in my brand because I am going to continue writing young adult fantasy at the same time as I'm going to keep writing new adults and adults Dark Academia work and maybe other things too um, but I hope to not come off as someone who's trying to catch a wave in an, an in disingenuous way because writing is one of the most genuine things I do and express myself through. I guess, and I guess this whole thing is about like how that plays into my imposter syndrome of wanting people to perceive me without preconceptions that I have experience with that I don't like. I don't really have anyone specifically in mind in the present day. I have people in mind for like in the past who probably won't be listening to this anyway. Um, but I think it's interesting how our experiences can kind of lead to these feelings. And as I, as, as I did say, like I do have ideas of how I, how I would share my work and how I would establish the image around it. I just hope that it goes well and that people receive it and that I'm not just uh, like putting things out there to a lack of audience because that's a that can that can be a great fear for indie authors to like be, be regarded to numbers and wondering about reach and who's seeing it and then there's a lot of FOMO around things as well like if I if only I had this then I would get this and it can be quite difficult as well um but yeah, I've spoken a lot about my own personal experiences in this one. So I totally get if you don't really get much knowledge out of it, it's just kind of me working through the idea of imposter syndrome. Even though I'm a published author, even though I know the things I would do, doesn't mean I necessarily have the emotional preparation to pursue those things. In which, in an optimistic way, I do know that I will. I say that I'm going to announce my next novel publication in December. It's very likely to be my Dark Academia novel. And I mean, it could be my, it could be Chaos in the Cards number two, aka Tell Me How It Ends number two, which is a fun thing that I, I actually haven't started writing or outlining it. So <laughs> I do want to get to that. Uh, I guess I want to take a bit of a break to from Tell Me How It Ends because I've held on to it for a really long time through drafting it and then beta reading and editing and then querying initially and then I published it and then there was a whole lot of work. But I'm excited to get back into it because I feel like I've learned a lot about writing and how I want to write from writing my Dark Academia novel and just practicing. So that would be fun. And... Another good thing is that today I jumped over one of the hurdles. Instead of just letting it sit in my inbox, I asked some of my, some of my friends if they would like to beta read my work. And a lot of them responded really positively. Like, everyone who did was responding positively. They said that, um, you know, it was right up their alley. And they were like, they like sent eye emojis. And they were like really excited about the concept of my book. Which was really great because they basically embody my audience that I'm going for. Not everything is about audience, but it's the easiest way I can define it as. Like, they're the people I would like to resonate with is a great way of 
describing it too. Because never not everything is about numbers or sales or audiences. And it'll be good. Like I will actually I actually intend to set up a document after I edit this episode and upload it so that my friends can take a look and read it and hopefully they will like it. And then from there if I well not if but when I grow more confident in it, I would like to put it out to my old arc readers of Devout Anthology and tell me how it ends because that's one of the perks of being an arc reader on my publication journey is that you get um, priority preference when it comes to beta reading. So in this case it's because I want to get more comfortable with the fact of sharing this work that I haven't really shared and so I'll be sharing it to my friends first and then I would like to share it to my arc readers and then if I want to recruit more people then I will share it to my social media and yeah, people can sign up. And I don't want to like look too far into the future because then I'm setting too many expectations for things that you know don't need to be set yet because I'm I'm just a chronic planner and planner in advance sort of person. So at this point, I'm just going to think about let's do beta reading, and I want to do like a two to three month turnaround. So. I'm trying to calculate that. It's August now, so it's September, October, November. So kind of like by December I can be applying things and then go into the new year with fresh manuscripts. I mean ideally I wouldn't need to like do a huge overhaul of an edit by the new year. But that could be a good thing to get into. And I mean if I do my beta reader rounds now and it all finishes by December and December is when I want to announce my next novel publication, I'll have a better idea of what I want to do and which novel I want to go with and start out in the world and bringing to attention and celebrating as well. Celebrating is a good word to describe it and yeah I have a lot of things in my pocket to be able to share and I'm really excited about them. So yes I don't actually know how long this episode was. Oh, 20 minutes around. It's, it's gonna be more than 20 minutes was intro and the clock is still ticking. But thank you so much for listening to my talk today in this week about imposter syndrome when it comes to published authors or even if you debuted. It's a bit more of a personal thought episode, less so about advising. But I felt like it was an important thing to share because I've been thinking about it a lot recently. And so thank you for listening. And if you have any thoughts or would like to suggest any topics for the future, feel free to contact me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Quinn Lee. I'm also online at uh, quintonlee.com. There's a contact page. You can also email me. Uh, Spotify has a feature where it's like interact. You can like send a thing there, like a answer to a question. Like I put a question up saying like, what publishing topics do you want me to talk about? Um, but I can't like reply to it, I don't think. So if you want me to reply to it or be more responsive, then you can contact me on social media or by email. I'm really happy for that. And yes, thank you again, I need to say. It's great to be able to talk to you guys and for you guys to listen. I hope you have a great week, a great year, a great however long. <laughs> and yes, we'll see each other next week. Bye.